Hello, you're listening to Miracosta Podcast Club. I'm Sequoia, sitting here with Poe Ellipse. Hey, hey. Um, so tell me, what are you all about? I'm about music. I'm about happiness. I'm about family. And I'm about pretty much just expressing myself through music and the gift that I was blessed to have to the world that I'm living in. Yes, <laughs> I love that. I dig that. What what's uh, life all about if we're not here to you know connect and express and all all that stuff, all that uh, good it, stuff? It varies. I mean, you could. Uh, there's so many things to life. It's you you got to eat right sometimes, and sometimes you eat negative. Then sometimes you know you're there for friends. Sometimes you're not there for friends. I mean, you know, sometimes family could not be there to support you because they have their own life to be living. But at the same time, you just stay positive and you basically just push through everything. You know, life is like a mountain. You just got to keep climbing. Hey, I appreciate that outlook. Yeah. Because if you stop and you like look at the mountain, you say the mountain's too big for me. It's you're basically going to be defeated. But if you don't want to be defeated, you just go up the mountain. (laughs) That's that's rad. I appreciate that outlook. You're welcome. So uh, what got you into songwriting? Uh, My brother, when I was about 9 or 10, my brother was going to Oceanside High School, and he would come home every day and uh, display his poems that he was writing. He had poems about society, about life, um, about different type of emotions. And in the poems that he had, like, the way he would basically word everything, it was just, it sounded so good. I was like, wow, you know, and he actually, he would stand up and do speeches at like church or different type of occasions and things like that. And just hearing the poems, I was just like, wow, let me start trying to write poems too. So I don't know the specific age. I think I was probably 13, 14, 15 years old. I got introduced to a gentleman called Giddy. He was like a local rapper he's actually traveled the world and he basically took me under his wing from ages 15 to even now I'm 28 and he's taught me a lot of stuff with music but songwriting was hard at first songwriting was it wasn't as easy yeah because like you could write a song but not be on topic or you know um not have the motivation to finish the songwriting what got me into songwriting was basically exercising my talent that I've been you know blessed with and basically expressing life, like different subjects as far as there's a song called that I have, it's called Abortion. And it's basically a subject that I talk about basically from a man's perspective. And then I have other songs that basically, um, one's called, let me see, I, I just don't want, I want to be PG-13 because I don't want to like say any cousin, <laughs> you know, we got to keep it PG-13. There's that. no cousin going on, <laughs> mama, there's no cousin, I'm not cousin. But uh, I got a lot of songs, a lot of topics and things like that that I touch on. Um, I don't know if I answered the question right, but I tried to. <laughs> hey, there's no right answer to anything, right? So what what got you into this genre? That um... When I was 15, I used to listen to a lot of Tupac Shakur. Nice. Yeah, I used to. I was a heavy Tupac fan. Um, and then as I like, I got a little bit older. I started branching out to like pop, rock, rap, not just basically one specific genre because. There's a lot of fans that don't want to hear rap music. So when I go to the studio, I make it a point to make 
all different kinds of music because as an artist, you could paint a picture that's like a skeleton and then you can paint a picture that's an a angel or paint a picture of a boat or, you know, it's, you know, when you go to the store, you just don't go to the store to get cereal. You go to get the milk, you know, you get the whatever cereal you like or you get bread, you get chips, you get. So basically, I want to cr create a genre of music that's basically like the grocery store. Like when you buy my album. Or if you tune into my music, you get everything. You just don't get a bag of chips. You get the sandwich with it. You know, you get the tomatoes. You get the cheese. You I know, like you get that. the mustard, like the mayo. You know, you know, depending on what type of chips you like. You know, I like barbecue lays with my sandwiches. But um, yeah, you basically get all type of music. You're going to get all type of music from me. Yeah, I feel like having um, you know, a a wide variety to draw influence uh from gives you like a more holistic view. It can reach wide audiences Amen. and um yeah, just like I said earlier, connecting with people, you know, and yeah. people, you know, respond to different different things in different ways and yes. that's that's really rad. Um how long have you been attending Miracosta? Um, I've been attending this school for about two years. Some classes that I take, sometimes I don't show up on time and things like that. But I'm going <laughs> to make it a habit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it a habit. <laughs> I basically, um, I try to gain as much knowledge as I can, you know, just as an individual. Because, you know, everybody comes from different walks of life. And just to say, like, if I come from a different walk of life and this person comes from a different part of life doesn't mean I cannot learn nothing from this individual like so I basically yeah. try to stay open-minded yeah people should you know I think um handle things more like that um today people are maybe maybe I'm being quick to judge here but I think a lot of people are very quick to judge and um we're we're all a part of you know this human experience and like might as well you know uplift one another while we can like you know yeah yeah, like if you see me going up the mountain and I don't have any water, you know, you could <laughs> help me out with some water while I'm headed up the mountain because, you know. So um, did you start creating music when you were 15 or was that like when the poetry started or? I started writing about, I'd say like from 9 to 12, 13 maybe. When I created my first song, it was called Get Paid. It was at Giddy Studio. I was about 15 years old. And it was my big cousin Elijah in the studio, and then it was Giddy, and then myself. And um, that's where I wrote my first song. When I wrote that first song, Giddy was like, "Oh, you're pretty good. You're, you know, you're 15 <laughs> years old. You're, you're, you're dope." So I accepted the fact that I was actually gifted, and I just, yeah. Do you feel like you've improved since then? I feel like I've totally improved with my talent because now I could rap about everything. Yeah. Like all different subjects. It doesn't have to just necessarily be something cool. It could be something like, you know, just walking to the park and coming back and I could write a song about it. So I think that that's, that's pretty cool. Hindsight and experience definitely gives you a different perspective too, I think. Yes, it from does. Being a, a little kid. But that's, that's really rad. Have you performed any gigs? Yeah, I just had a last gig like two weeks ago where uh, I had like probably a 20-minute set. I wanted to actually perform the abortion song there, but they didn't really allow me to do it because they said it would kind of cause confusion. <laughs> so I was like, all right, whatever. But I got to perform a few like a few other songs that I actually had 
It was pretty dope. It was at a hookah lounge. That is pretty cool. Yeah, pretty it was rad. pretty dope. They had the lights. Everybody was there. I had some family there. Some friends was there. And it was, uh, it was pretty rad. Do you have a preference to performing versus recording your music? When I record my music, it's more of a serious situation. Like when I go to the studio, I'm not trying to play. Um, I have friends that I take to the studio with me. And if they are in the way of me recording or trying to do my music, I kick them out the studio. Hey, it's time to go. <laughs> Guys, we're here to do this. We're here to do that. Because, you know, you know, sometimes when you pay like $50 to $100 and you go to the studio and you got people there that's just not trying to get work done, it's like totally. it sort of creates a confusion. So I'm pretty serious about recording. Now, performing, I'm just the complete uh, opposite. <laughs> like you know it's different from like day-to-day life like where you, you know when you go to fast foods and you're ordering breakfast and then you know they make your breakfast and you say hey thank you for making that i appreciate that you know basically showing um gratitude to the situation when it comes to my performance my performance is different like i could be like totally myself like express myself like and things like that so when I'm on stage, I'm jumping up and down. I'm, I'm not screaming too much because you got to keep your voice. You know, sometimes I, I've had shows where I screamed a little bit too much, and throughout the show, I was kind of winded at the the ending. And they're like, "Yo, what happened to your voice? Like, what happened?" And I just like, "Ah, right, man, I was screaming too much." Like, but uh, yeah, when I perform, it's it's pretty fun. That that sounds like a lot of fun. It is. It's fun to express yourself. You know, I I would encourage like if you're out there and. If you suffer from depression or you suffer from anything that you're suffering from in life, you know, go and get some help. Express yourself to somebody because there's people out there that they don't they don't know how to express themselves. And, you know, it, it either ends up they make a decision that they don't want to make or, you know, they don't get the help they need. And then they basically commit suicide and things like that. So totally. I encourage if you need help, you know, seek counseling. Uh, if you need medication, seek medication and, you know. Do the right thing so that way you could have a stable mind in society because this is a crazy world we live in. I definitely struggle with my own problems, and I can say that music has single-handedly saved my life. <laughs> I could. I've had to shake your hands of that. I really do because— Sorry, they're a little sweaty. <laughs> it's like I, I, I remember a lot, a lot of times in life I was, like, really, really depressed. I was like, oh, I'm not going to make it through. I'm not going to make it through. Crying yeah. a lot, you know. And then I, I went to the studio, I got some music out, and it seems like when I do music, it just takes me away from everything, like all, all my problems. Like Definitely. Being able to express and then also consume it, it's like that, Amen. you know, refracting and, yes. you know, evolving, and it, it has changed me into a completely different person and put me in a completely different place yes. than those really gnarly places that yes. I've been, Yes. you know? Music is like a counseling session. You basically, you can talk to yourself and you can talk to the listener. So the listener that would probably listen to your music, he probably went through a situation like that himself, totally. he or she, and they don't know actually how to express. So like when they bump your song, it's like, it's like, oh my God, this guy's talking about what I'm going through. So Completely. I mean, and if like, you know, you don't have like friends or something, like music could be like there for you and mm -hmm. it can be like a connection to meet so many new great people, you <laughs> wow. know, and like... Um, just how many uh, great individuals I've surrounded myself from going to live events as well. Just yeah. like, it's, it's rad. I've actually, <laughs> when I was uh, a few years ago, I did some security down at that rave in San Diego. That which, was the craziest, rave? that was the craziest place. 
that I've ever been to concert-wise. <laughs> you had people jumping on stages, jumping off stages, passing out, all kind of stuff. But it was it was a cool experience, and they have some good, good uh, music. Yeah, good, that good music. sounds so fun. San Diego's yeah. electronic scene is, yeah, it's, it's is very fun. <laughs> it's accurate, yeah. Um, so who else do you work with when you're creating or recording? Uh, I try to work with everybody. Um, as far as the music industry is concerned, um, I try to work with whoever I can work with. Um, sometimes you have artists that they are competitive with the music industry. Like, oh, well, my verse didn't sound as good as his, so I don't really want him on my song or, you know, things like that. And I feel like that's kind of wrong because as two artists, if you guys come together to make a compilation of music that you guys create, it shouldn't be like this person did good, that person. You guys should just create your artistry and combine it together and like make Supporting music. each so, other, yeah. I personally, I would make music with anybody that I can make music with, um, but some people are not. They don't think the same. They, it's like a competition thing. Like I'm better than you. You're better than me. Like no, yeah. <laughs> things like that, which Egos is wrong. And jealousy it's gets wrong. Involved. It's really wrong. You find that a lot in this music industry. Um, yeah, I like making music with everybody. I've made music with a friend of mine. His name is Sam Ryan's. He lives out in Hollywood. He's like a engineer slash ahead of a band out there. So I've I've made a lot of music with him. I've made music with a lot of individuals. You know, when you're doing music, it's like, and you're an artist, you basically connect to everybody. Like, you know, you, it could be somebody that you would never think you would talk to, but if you yeah. find out that they're doing music and they record on Pro Tools, just like you, you guys can spark <laughs> up a conversation and just boom, you know. Magic can happen. Magic can happen. <laughs> magic can happen. <laughs> magic can definitely happen. Who are some of your musical influences and how do you feel like they've um, helped you or shaped you? Friends, family, but as far as artists, Tupac, uh, I like Biggie. I like Sade. She's, I love her music. Yeah. Her music is like the music that you can listen to like when you're cleaning your house, riding down the freeway at the beach and stuff like that. I like Eminem, one of his first albums, you know, lyric quoted basically when I was just a little crazy boy, my mama used to tell me these crazy things. She said my father was an evil man. She used to tell me he hated me. But then I got a little bit older and I realized he, she was the crazy one. So, like, I like Eminem. Uh, but the people that I, I actually listen to right now, I listen to a little bit of Nipsey Hussle. I like a guy named Max B. He's from, actually, New York. I listen to him, too. It kind of varies because you got so much artists yeah. in the world so it's like i can't say like this person is the best person but um especially now with the internet i feel like it's yeah. just insane with everybody's the... coming out with an album every day <laughs> and yeah. unless it unless it sounds like it's supposed to sound it's gonna sound like somebody else's album so it's like ah uh, i mean which one should i actually it can be to? a little overwhelming sometimes it being definitely able can. To, to choose but i basically i like all kind of music though i'm very open-minded to uh, listening to any kind of music. I feel like every music has a story behind it. So. Totally, I remember yeah. this one time, my ex-girlfriend, uh, we were coming, we're driving back from San Diego. We were headed back to Phoenix. She had some rock music on, and I'm just like, ah, can we listen to some rap right now? You know, and she just said, hey. And she actually did, she, she did right. She said, hey, this person had a story, and 
like she broke the whole story down to me about the artist's life and I was just like wow that's pretty sad so I basically tend now to like basically view everybody's viewpoints because you know there's everybody has a story you know what I mean? so I don't want to like be like in like particular like ah, I don't want to <laughs> listen to that right now like no nah, I, I want to listen to your music because you probably got something that you're going through in life and things like that so yeah. totally um so we're at Miracosta right now um, do you plan on attending Miracosta longer or do you plan on going elsewhere with your creativity? Yeah, I want to, uh, I want to attend this recording arts class, I'd say next semester. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah, I want to, I want to attend this. I actually, uh, even though I do music, I still want to get a little bit of information about, you know, sound quality, basically the inputs that you need as an artist because I feel like some of us artists we can go to any studio and have any engineer but we don't really know the the background of things like just yeah. because you sound good doesn't mean like you know that doesn't mean anything it basically if you have the smarts to record yourself and you know how to like EQ your levels and things like that etc cetera, etc cetera, I mean that would make you like a very extraordinary artist yeah, I'm learning yeah. that there's a million ways that you can mix something. Yeah. So being able to like know exactly what you want and how to create that yeah. um, just gives you more of, um, I don't know, uh, uh, creative control. Yeah, because, you know, some artists or some uh, artists and engineers, you know, they'll pay like, hundreds of dollars out the pocket but don't get the sound quality that they want because they don't have the information to tell the engineer what they want so it's like it's like ah uh, okay you, you pay you just pay this guy two hundred dollars at the studio he's mixing on your music and then you're leaving and then you get to the car and your music doesn't sound the way you want it to. yeah that's why i think that artists should actually you know actually go to school and try to figure out what sounds good and what doesn't because you know you never know what type of situation you might be presented with yeah, you should totally come. I'm a little biased, but it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, like when I'm in the studio, I'm like right by the engineer. Like, hey, I don't like that part right there. Could you, uh, you know, like yeah, yeah. you have to basically give some feedback to how you want your music to sound. I mean, some engineers you don't have to say anything to. You can go you and just get record it. your yeah. music and you'll be like, wow, I didn't even tell you to put the, the, the phone voice on that. But you did. Like, so some people just see the vision. Um, and some people have the vision. They just need you to tell them about the vision. So that way you could have some good music, you know? Totally. There's a lot of um, really creative individuals out there. Yes, and there is. understanding the, the total capacity of what's going on with the project is very important. So when did you start to release your music and where did you first start posting it? I think I posted a song on MySpace years ago. I mean, yes. uh, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, I think I posted a song on MySpace, but uh, I started releasing my music to like Facebook, Instagram. I'm at the point now where I want to start releasing all of my music because there's a lot of artists that they make a lot of songs and then they sit on these songs for years. And, yeah. You know, then they come out with the song and it's just like, oh, okay, well, you know, you should have came out with this song years ago, you know, maybe it would have got more looks or whatever views, but I'm at the point now where I just want to put out all my music. Where do you see the most interest in your music after posting it? I see a lot of interest uh, as far as, you know, 
I, I post a song and, you know, people like probably have never probably heard me rap, but I post something and they're just like, wow, bro, like, that's really you? And I just had to say, you know, yeah, man, it's a song, man. Come on. So it's like just a song, man. It's just, it, but then, you know, I get a lot of feedback. It must feel really good. <laughs> it does. It does. It, sometimes it gives you like a big head, and I don't really want to walk around with no big head. But uh, I get a lot of uh, reviews from like women. Women love my music. Uh, a lot of gentlemen, a lot of men, they, they, they love my music. Um, I don't know. It's just, yeah. My music is more like have fun. Live life and party as hard as you can. Yes. <laughs> That's basically my music. Because, yeah. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I can make sad music, too. But I want to make music that can make you happy, you know? Yeah, make you feel good, right? Yeah. Like, Drake had this one song, and it's called Feel No Ways. It's on. It's off his latest album. And uh, it's it's a pretty awesome song. It's a pretty pretty awesome song. He's actually quoting some stuff in there that's it could relate it could relate to life, things like that. You know, have you ever heard that song? Or? I haven't. I haven't. When you get a chance, check, check it out. out. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a nice feel to it. Um, it's just it's awesome. So where can we check out your music? Where give us your plugs. Uh, you can go to Instagram at at sign and then P O A L Y P S E. Pronunciation of that is po ellipse. Po ellipse. <laughs> but you can go on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, again, Instagram, basically all platforms. All at Po Ellipse. Yep. Right on. Sorry if I butchered that earlier. Oh, it's all, like it's all good. A lot of people, they be like, Apocalypse? I'll be like, no, buddy. My <laughs> name is Paul. <Paulus>, but <laughs> Po Ellipse. <laughs> you know, uh, that I got that, that name from. Uh, I actually gave birth to that name, basically. Um, Apocalypse, that's Greek language. But translated into English, that's Revelation. But a seed from Apocalypse is ellipse, which means reveal. So I took poet, but I didn't take the P-O-E-T. I took the po, like the P-O, and then I took I put to ellipse, because ellipse means reveal. So it's like I'm a poet, plus I'm revealing myself, revealing like my lifestyle or whatever I'm doing in life. So it combined, and it's... Ellipse. That's really cool. Well, thank you for chatting with me. I appreciate you. You are you. You got some good questions. <laughs> she's, she's good. This episode was produced and engineered by Kelly Barnett, Sequoia Clayman, Joey Ferlet, Guillermo Palumbo, and Fran Carrasco. Artwork by Fran Carrasco. Music for this episode is provided by Poelips. They even want to be Kims. We talking about men. They even want to be them. I never wanted the ism. Hell, I wanted to sim.